I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because the only thing that matters here, and the reason why I'm here right now, is the friendship and the relationship this is going to bring. It might bring nothing. It might one day you might be like, bro, come with me to the MLS that I want you. You never know. Sports is a relationship play. It gives us an excuse to hang out. And people don't see it that way. They think it's about trophies and plastic rings. And no, no, no. It's the reason why we know each other. It's what brings us together. It's sports. But we don't use it that way because they don't train us that way. Me, that's all I care about. So I use this as to bring us together so we connect and stuff happens in life because of it. your podcast, The Coach HP Show. Yo soy el más odiado, más gregor en el octavo no, ya no pierda, yo soy el más pagado. Un millón por un show, si soltar una canción en cinco meses, en verdad que dije wow. What's up guys, we're back here at Grooman Barbershop for our second installment of Plug Talk Sports Barbershop Talk. And our special guest today is Coach HP. Coach, man, thank you for being here. I've been wanting to get, uh, get you on here for a minute, so I really appreciate you coming out, taking the time and, and speaking with me. Dude, I love this, man. I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I guess to start off the night, man, uh, I want to know. I want to know more, more about you. How did you become the coach that everyone knows and loves today? Bro, biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball by far. So what that allowed me to do was approach life in a super empathetic, life is short vibe. We are never going to have today back again. So... I shared with everybody why I failed, why later I became successful. I have an interesting story because I went from Cuba to Spain, here in Miami, and then what really set it off for me is my failure as a baseball player and not getting to where I was supposed to go, and then moving to Los Angeles to live in a car for six months. That really changed everything for me. And then I got my, my PhD in life and who I am, when I moved to Las Vegas, bro. I was in Las Vegas for four years in the nightclub business and that changed everything. I was just there. I was just there last weekend because I was doing uh, El Clasico, Madrid against Barcelona. We were playing out there in Las Vegas, uh, the Aria. I lived at the Aria. Yeah? Bro, I lived at the Aria. I lived at the... So, here's a funny story, bro. So, Aria is like this, right? Yeah. The Mandarin... It used to be called the Mandarin Oriental. Now, it's a Waldorf Astoria. So, I used to live right there I had an air mattress, right, okay. that I got. I had one of the best views, best everything. I have room service, everything. But I went to Vegas on a super budget because I go, I'm going to take over Las Vegas, bro. <laughs> so I had an air mattress, okay, and that's it. I went to Walmart, and I got a 20-inch television, and I had a chick build for me because I have no buildings or whatever, a nightstand. <laughs> and, dude, I bought a rack. Like, you know those racks that you see? Yeah, yeah. And I hung up my suits there and a pair of clothes, and that's it, bro. So, uh, Aria Hotel, what's your favorite? Did you eat there at all, any restaurants? I did not eat there. I did go to Smith & Walensky's because I, I went to Vegas a couple months ago. Uh-huh. One of my friends graduated college, so we went out there. Okay. 
Uh, but this was a short thing. I went to go see the Beatles Circus Soleil show, which was pretty cool. Um, went to Smith and Walensky's. Uh, where else did we go? Man, I can't. I bro, can't. the place, the, the spot there is Javier's, bro. Javier's and Aria. Is, is that the steakhouse? No, steakhouse, which is good too, <clears throat> is my buddy John George. Yes. Who his, yeah, his yeah. steakhouse. But Javier's is like Mexican, but like classic Mexican food is like amazing, bro. But the ambiance, is, the best ambiance at Aria's is the Javier's. It's the best. It's, it's on the floor, it's on the casino floor. Absolutely. Yeah, I like, I think my, my favorite. My favorite hotel on the strip has to be the Wynn. Wynn's beautiful. Dude. The Wynn's beautiful. Dude, I'm dying to play golf there. Oh, yeah? So here's a funny story. So first time I ever played golf, right, there's a course called Shadow Creek. Oh, I, it sounds familiar to okay. me. Yeah, yeah. Shadow know? Creek, right? So Steve Wynn used to own, that used to be his house, Shadow oh, Creek. You've heard about it because that's where Tiger played Phil Mickelson yeah. in the match or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So this guy took in the middle of Las Vegas, because it's off the strip, Shadow Creek, it, he took and made it seem like North Carolina. Like there's valleys, it's gorgeous. It's one of the best golf courses in the world. So once he sold, Steve Wynn sold MGM to MGM. So he sold, it wasn't MGM, but it was all his properties. He sold Bellagio, Mirage, I guess, yeah. to MGM. Part of the deal was Shadow Creek. Okay, and I know Shadow Creek very well because Aria used to host the Michael Jordan tournament. Okay. And my first time ever playing golf was a foursome with MJ and my boy, Damn, my boy, my boy Tyler Shook, who was like my boss. And we did the whole in the Michael Jordan Classic. Bro, and it was sick, man. And I, I fell in love with that whole ambiance. Honestly, like, I didn't think I was in Switzerland a couple months ago. And I didn't think there's going to be no Cubans out here in the middle of like this tiny Swiss village out of nowhere. Two guys with a little Cuban flag no and they were playing Cuban music and I go up to them I'm like, oh, you guys are Cuban? He's like, Spanish? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all in Spanish. What you say? What you say? No, I said, wait, son cubano. And then he was like, si, si, si. And then, he, and then I told him, oh, I'm from Miami. He gets on a microphone because we're having like a little Hispanic uh-huh. festival. Uh-huh. He gets on the microphone and goes, oh, hey, I don't know cubano in Miami. <laughs> There's nothing like being Cuban away from Miami. It's the biggest hit of all time. Yeah, dude, I, I can't, I didn't imagine I would find Cubans in Switzerland, but honestly, we're everywhere. So I want, man, we're, we're both Columbus guys. Um, you know, I think the, the brotherhood, it's something that it has to be experienced. It's not, you can't explain it, but how did Columbus impact your life in becoming who you are today and becoming the coach? Watch this. So I am Columbus because of one guy, right? Because of Coach Weber. So yes. Coach Weber coached me because I went to Braddock. I didn't go to Columbus, right? So I go to Braddock, and in 96 was his break year that he had been promised to be the, the guy at Columbus forever, which was my junior year. I graduated in 97. In 96, it was the last time they didn't give it to him for some reason. So he leaves because I'm not coaching Columbus anymore. Oh, He's wow. still a teacher, right? But he goes, becomes a pitching coach at Braddock. So he was, he was teaching at Columbus and then pitching coach yes. at Braddock. Oh, and he wow. Every, every game except when we played Columbus. He goes, I'm not coaching against my, my team. So he didn't coach. Wow. He's gangster. He's the, best. He's the best of all time. I love that dude. So long story short, I become, I'm out there. I'm Vegas. I'm this whole thing. 20 years removed, I call the athletic director at Braddock. 
and I had the idea of becoming Coach HP. Nobody knows me as Coach HP. I'm crushing it. I'm the number one guy in Vegas. In the nightclub world, I've, I've reached heights I've never reached in my whole life, bro. Like, it's the first time my dad was proud of me. I'm international. I'm in Ibiza, and people know who I am, and it's all because of the nightclub world, and I'm yeah. private planes and celebrities. Yeah. The best thing in the world, right? But I come back to Miami to marry the love of my life, and who's from Miami, and I go, what am I going to do down here? I'm a, I'm, and the man upstairs spoke to me, and he said, I need to do baseball. And I was like, I'm not going to do baseball in Miami, bro. It's crazy. So I said, I'm going to do baseball, I'm going to do baseball. So I reached out to the guy at Braddock. And the guy at Braddock pretty much treated me like I'm a delinquent, who, who, was, who coached me. So I was like, all right. I come, and I never forget this. This was probably five years ago, six or five years ago. Columbus was playing in the Super Regional against Coral Park. Okay? okay? At Coral Park. So I'm like this. I come all tired. Whoever hasn't seen me like this or nothing. Yeah. So I come like with... Uh, long sleep. It was super hot in the middle of summer, bro. I'm sweating there. I'm drenched. And I watch the team. Columbus wins 1-0. I wait for Weber. I pull up. I had a brand new S550, the big body Mercedes. I park it out there and I pull up to some of the, the baseball players. I have seen this dude in 21 years. I go, I go, bro, is uh, Coach Weber still here? Whatever. He's like, yeah, man. I go, bro, what, what car does he drive? He drives the Raptor or whatever. I yeah, wait. I wait. I pull up there. I wait for him. I go, Coach. He's around, I go, bro, I don't know if you remember me, man. Hector Peñate, whatever. He's like, Hector! Like that. Yeah. Hector, what's up, man? Looks like you're living good, whatever. And I go, coach, I want to get back into coaching. He's like, come on. So, and this is very important for a lot of people that listen to this. I go, I want to do it for free. And I want what nobody wants. Give me the freshman team. This is summer now in web ball. Give me the freshman team and I'll be here. Saturday game, give me the Saturday game at 2 o'clock. Nobody wants that game. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to be there Saturday at 2 o'clock. There's nobody there, right? In the middle of the heat, and there's only parents of their kids. That's it. And I took that on. And ever since then, that led me to being part of Columbus. Reaching out to Omar Delgado and speaking at CCNN for the first time. They hadn't moved to the new building yet or nothing. To Omar's class of incoming freshmen with the team they had. That they did, they crushed it that year, and then every year since I've spoken there. Yeah. What did that lead to? That led to Principal Pew reaching out to me and goes, Listen, man, I want you to speak to the whole school. So, right the year of COVID, I spoke to the entire freshman class, the entire sophomore class, and, um, and I said it there I'm an honorary Columbus guy because what Columbus has is it has an extreme brotherhood. And I was the only dude. Rocking, I would literally rock the Columbus baseball gear all the time, like literally everywhere. So everybody would ask me, hey, Columbus, Columbus. I'm like, yeah, man, oh, we're doing good. And the baseball team went to state and this whole thing. So I said when I spoke to the school, every year Columbus should have a state championship banner for the Brotherhood. The Brotherhood wins it in 2022, because it's more important. If you tell me right now, for my son, I can get two things, both free paid for. A four-year degree at UM or four years at Columbus, I'll take four years at Columbus every single day. I agree with that. I agree with that. It's, it's, a, it's a special place, even for me, man. Like, I graduated, I got into college, I graduated college and immediately, like, I was never part of CCN Live, like, never part of it. I didn't even know that was gonna be my calling to be a commentator, 
And once I started commentating in college for FIU, I was a voice for FIU for two years, and then I got into Major League Soccer, Omar Delgado reached out to me. And he was like, hey man, like I would love for you to come call a game, whatever, I did a game. And then he's like, you should mentor the kids. And I was like, I have no idea, I'm not a teacher. I love that, dude, but, it, but it's your real and you've done it. So I asked Omar, because the kids who he had doing the baseball thing weren't that good and they didn't know baseball. I go, dude, let me come and I'll go in there and I'll commentate yeah. the game. So the first season, I commentated all the games. And I recorded myself doing it. And what happened was it led to a whole movement of me teaching these guys, listen, when you come out and do a story, make sure the batteries are charged. Make sure, Because everybody's focused on the yeah. big thing. But it's the stupid little things yeah. that is super unprofessional and stuff like that. So I'm a huge fan of the whole thing, bro. But what, what dragged you to, growing up as a kid, what dragged you to baseball specifically? Dude, my problem with baseball is Baseball has led me to the most frustrating parts of my, it destroyed my life. It caused, my dad's dream was for me to play baseball. He hacked my whole life to be a baseball player. So all I did was play baseball, train like a boxer to play baseball, and he was obsessed with it. And my dad prepared me for everything in life except to deal with him. So what would happen was he put this work ethic in me and this no quit and no excuses and every single day and no matter how hot it is, how humid it is or what's happening, we're gonna destroy and we're gonna do amazing. So I have that killer instinct in me. But what he suffered with was with failure. When I failed, probably beat the shit out of me and he would do it in front of everybody and he would do it in front of my mom and at the house and he couldn't control that. And the reason why that's important is because, ironically, I've ran away from baseball my whole life. Because I go, the minute I'm doing baseball, I go, bro, I'm moving to Hollywood. I'm not doing baseball. What do I end up doing in baseball? Being a celebrity baseball coach. Same principles my dad taught me, but I learned to understand empathy. And I learned to understand what motivates you. Not this guy, that guy, this person, what motivates you. And customize it to you. And when you mess up, go, Right, did you try your best? Let's try again. Yeah. And that's, that's what happens with baseball. And it says baseball being a game of failure, imagine every time I failed, this guy would destroy me. So it became horrible and just miserable. But it's, a, it's ironically in my blood and it's what I do and I have sponsorship deals based on it and I, my show has a lot of baseball players and stuff like that. So it's just, it's just crazy that it's still a part of me. Even though I don't seek it, it always seems to, to find me. So we were talking, I wanted to ask you, I want you to tell me what is the funniest story that you've encountered with a parent, or the most ridiculous thing that you've encountered with a parent and their child when it comes to baseball. So I get a, a guy from Chicago, Cuban guy from Chicago. I, I'm just starting to become Coach HP. I'm speaking. I'm getting some hype. And this dude reaches out to me, billionaire, and he goes, dude, I want you to... I would love for you to coach my son. I'll give you $10,000 a month, $10,000 a month to coach my son. Get a team and do the whole thing. And I, and I thought about it. I'm like, oh, there has to be a catch here somewhere, you know? <laughs> and the catch is my son has, like the classic, my son has to be shortstop and fourth batter, right? So what happens to me is because I'm a guy that this is my livelihood, 
How fucked up would it be if I come on a oh, show? Like, oh, man. discipline, this guy, do things the right way. And you're like, yeah, HP, but what about that fucking team you coached yeah. that went one in 74 <laughs> and you had this kid that they would do errors every day and you got the fame that you sold yourself out for money? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I had to tell that guy, and this is me making no money, like doing baseball lessons for like nothing here. Tell him, look, sorry, man. I can't do that. That's unbelievable, man. And again, and I was going to tell you, like, back to, to my year, I had, there was kids in my grade where they didn't want to go through the process. They say, oh, I'm not playing or I'm not, I'm not being, everyone wants to be the superstar. They're not the superstar. Hey, Webb, I'm leaving Columbus. I'm going to, a, I'm going to St. Brendan next door. I'm a, and they don't even talk to me. You know how many guys I saw that, that I sat in that office and Webb goes, listen, dude, I think you can pitch. And, and the kid, instead of, at, they would just go, oh, okay. They would go to their dad. Their dad goes, oh, no, you're not, you're not their base. You're, you're, no, 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 we're going somewhere else. The guy come right back to the office, the little poor little kid, come back there and go, coach, uh, I think I could play their base. You know, I want to stay playing their base. He goes, okay, well, here, you're not better than this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Sorry, man. And so what happens is you lost the reference. Because the only thing that matters here, and the reason why I'm here right now, is the friendship and the relationship this is gonna bring. Yeah. It might bring nothing. It might, one day you might be like, bro, come with me to the MLS that I want you to, yeah. you never know. Sports is a relationship play. It yeah. gives us an excuse to hang out. Yeah. And people don't see it that way. They yeah. think it's about trophies and plastic rings and this, no, no, no. It's the reason why we know each other. It's what brings us together, yeah. it's sports. But we don't use it that way because they don't train us that way. Yeah. Me. That's all I care about. So I use this as to bring us together, so we connect, and stuff happens in life because of it. Yeah, and honestly, like one of my one of my mentors, one of the first advices when I started commentating, I used to be super like tense and nervous because he told me, imagine you're at a bar with a friend, you guys are just watching the game. Yeah. As soon as he told me that advice. Because sports just comes, it comes natural to me. It's what I love. It's my passion. And once I took that advice, I was like, oh, this is, I'm just, just watching sports with a friend, just talking baseball. Just, it was normal for me. I didn't start thinking about, oh man, like how many people are watching me like on radio or or TV or stuff like that, or the the magnitude of the game. But you're lucky. You got a beautiful crew here. You got guys here that are willing to work, that care about this, which is awesome. I didn't have this. I had to literally... Learn how to, I reached out to Omar. Omar's like, yeah, bro. I, none of the kids want to tell me. I had to go to the Apple store, bro. This is me at, not 23, 22. This is me at 37 years old, 30 years old, to the Apple store for two months, twice a week to learn how to edit on iMovie. So I could walk around Miami baseball fields, vlog style, get hated on by everybody. Like, who does this guy think he is? He doesn't know anything. And there was no 38-year-old vlogger in Miami baseball. So that's what I would do. You already have a super head start. Yeah, and, and people, people, I've encountered that too. Like people make fun of it and I'm like, okay, but the words gotten me so far. Like just cause you don't do it or you didn't think of doing it. it, it like it, 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 It's the weirdest thing in the world, man. Why not celebrate somebody? Hey, man, he's, yeah. You're going after a dude, congratulations. Versus, bro, are you an idiot? What are you doing there? You know how many people criticize me cause I was doing high school baseball? Like bro, what are you doing? Like nobody's watching that. I, I don't do it because of what people are watching. 
I do it because I love talking about it. I love sharing the sport. I like trying new things. And this is cool, man. This is fun. And you never know what any of this thing could turn into. Yeah, exactly. I want to I wanna pick your mind right now on okay. who's in the game right now. Who's your favorite player and what's your favorite team? So, you know Gary Vee is? Yes, of course. So, so Gary says, growing up, he said... Uh, he said, if, you're, if you cheer for Michael Jordan and you didn't live in Chicago, you're a loser, right? Because okay. he started, and, and now in today's term, he started seeing like in New York, a bunch of kids, everybody's wearing Steph Curry jerseys, yeah. right? And I go, man, that's interesting. I've never been a Miami guy when it comes to sports team. Yeah. I cheered for when I was growing up. The Bills, that they went three years to this, yeah. that they lost. I became a Bills fan. When the awesome hurricanes would come in, yeah. i go for Florida State. And i go, why is that? And I never knew. And when Gary said that, and he said that to me one time that we talked, I go, oh, my God, I figured it out. I related Miami to losing because I was getting my ass kicked by my dad all the time. So I was a miserable Miami guy that I didn't have that pride of Miami. So I hated anything with Miami because Miami's where I was losing every single, oh, every single day. I, I woke, woke up, up and I lost in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just lost. So every other place was good. Yeah. Now, why is that good? Because I didn't know that 20 years later, I would have season tickets to the Dodgers. And I go to every single Dodger home game, right? And I know all the players and I would do this and that. So, what that goes to show you is you never know where you're going to end up. So growing up, we didn't have the Marlins till 2000 and till 1993. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had the Mets. So growing up, I was a Mets fan because we had, we had W yeah, we had WR. And so I, I was a Mets guy, but, uh, myself with that same analogy, I love the Yankees. I always want the Yankees to win. I love the Yankees, the whole thing. I don't have a team like that, but I do like the Yankees to win. I, when you talk to me about players, I like players that, that push the envelope and are being original. So a lot of people like Jazz and what he's doing yeah. here and stuff like that. And I wish baseball would be less dorky mm -hmm. and less conservative because baseball stuck in a very unique place because the players make so much money they don't want to do any of this. Yeah. They're like, fuck that, I'm not going to do this. Why? So I say something stupid, and then now I get, no, 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 no. Yeah. Forget, so I don't do this. And I'll never forget, I had a, my boy who just got called up with the Red Sox right now. I go, dude, want to come on my podcast, whatever. He's like, bro, I don't want to do it, man. I don't want to say something, and I don't want to do this. So it's very hard for these guys here that are here, that are super young, to be baseball fans. Because you're not going to associate with the baseball players. Yeah. Like, basketball does like football does and that's the problem that baseball has and, and to close off i want i want you to give our our viewers just a pot anything to your mind right now just a, a positive message because you are the most positive guy on the internet i want you to give a, a a positive impactful message to our viewers to close off what's up everybody it's your coach listen to me if you're watching this message right now the one thing i want you to do is don't compare yourself to anybody don't act like anybody else. Don't underestimate how powerful we are as human beings. If you see 
somebody else winning, you do not know the trouble that person's in. You don't know the situation that person's in. You don't know the ramifications of what that means. So live your life. You only have one life. Nobody's coming back. I don't know about reincarnation, but nobody's, <laughs> nobody's proven this reincarnation thing yet. So don't compare yourself to anybody. Go hard. Do your thing. At the end of the day, that's the only thing that matters. It's your coach. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it, man. man. Coach HP, guys. We'll catch you in the third installment soon of Plug Talk Sports Barbershop Talk. It's been a pleasure. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.